Good evening and welcome to the sports show with your host Hanif for the evening for your weekly dose of sport and we have a special guest with us today. I have a professional boxer in hailing from Bradford. He is eight and oh. I give you the one and only Zishan Khan. Zishan, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. Go closer to the mic, Zishan. Don't be shy. I'll move the mic closer to me. Don't be shy. So Thank, thanks so right. much for being with us. Right, so you're a pro boxer. I came to one of your shows last week. Yes, uh, you did. Very entertaining. Let's go right back and let's talk about your childhood. What was it like growing up in Bradford as uh, as a young lad? And how did you and and how did you get into boxing from there? We're Bradford's home. Bradford's uh, it's got a lot of uh, good stuff and a lot of bad stuff about Bradford, but Bradford's home, and it's always going to be home. I mean, when you get onto the M six or six, you just get that breath of fresh air, and everybody from Bradford can feel that. Uh, getting into boxing, I started when I was about fifteen uh, from school, so I started a little later than a lot of people do. From school, they moved us to a boxing gym, Clicky and Boxing Gym, and uh, we just started going there to train. But eventually, I actually started amateur boxing at Carmen Centre, Carmen Amateur Boxing Club with Dave Carris. What made you get into boxing at a young age? Mm. What attracted you to the sport at that age? I'm not. Was it just to keep fit? Or? Not really. No, it's just from school. Had certain kids that they wanted to put into a more disciplined and focused place, and I was one of them kids. So yeah, it benefited me. Let's put it that way. And what was that boxing club called again? That you Carmond Amateur Boxing Club. Is it still there? Yes, it's been there for over 30 years. Been there for over 30 years. The coach, Dave Caddis, has been there for a very long time. Very, very, very good coach. One of the best in... Well, he is the best in Bradford. I can put that hands down. And what impact has that boxing club had on the local community? On the local community? Well, you need to speak to the local community. Yeah, I can't vouch for every single person in the local community. But you're part of that local community. I am part of the local community. I can only vouch for myself. Dave has always been a mentor and a good friend to me. And he's always... He's guided me really well. He has guided and mentored hundreds and hundreds of kids that have come into that gym. Kids that should have and would have gone to the wrong path, and he has put them, set them straight. Steered really. them the right yeah. way. Any household names that we've heard of, or any past world champions or champions or British um, champions? Bobby Vanze. Okay, he's probably the most notable. He's he was the British champion. Then there was obviously Femi Feintola, Gavin Smith. They stand out because they obviously went pro and they fought in the professional ranks. But in the amateur ranks, they had a lot of success. So talk talking about amateur ranks. Talk to me about your amateur career, starting off as a fifteen-year-old. Were you a lightweight at the age of 15 or...? No, 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 I was very small for my age. Were you very small for very, age? very, very small for my age. A lot of people will be able to... How so? Uh, you know, so very, what are we talking? Very, very small. I was tiny for my age. I was about 50 kilo. 50 kilo? Yes, I was very small. Very short. Very short. Very short. Midget. You're not midget short anymore? Short. No, I'm not. I'm a giant now. Six foot two, if anyone's asking. Maybe six foot two and a half. Are you six foot two? Yeah, I am. Thinking about the same height no, as me? No, no, no. Six foot two. Bang on six foot two. Oh. Dead on. All right. <laughs> I'll have to check that. No, no, okay. No, 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 I'll just take my word for it. Don't worry about anything. As an amateur, how many fights did you have? I did around fifty fights as an amateur. Okay, how many did you win? Um, I lost about ten. Oh, it's not. I, d- I don't know exactly because the thing about amateur, um, I never really kept a record on my amateur fights. I fought a lot of current world champions and current British level champions, and cool. I had, I had good experience as an amateur. So you know, when you're a kid and or you're an amateur and you're going through the process of making weight, what education was out there to make way or did you just have to listen to your coach and oh, go for the best well I just didn't eat to be honest 
Is that, is that yeah, what you're yeah. putting yourself through? Yeah, and that's what I'm doing right now as well because I've still not got a, a dietitian or you don't have a dietitian. No, no, we haven't. No, so what we do is we stop eating and that's it. Are you doing that intermittent fasting to a certain no, degree? No, or? no. Or are you just doing it your way? Yeah, my way. So you're looking for a dietitian or a nutritionist? It'd be nice, but again, who can afford that right now? So if there's any rich people out there who want to pay for a nutritionist or a dietitian for me, then I'll leave my number and you can contact me. Yeah, just coming closer to the mic. Do everything. Close your yeah, yeah, close to the mic. I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm a, I feel like a rapper, a gangster rapper. You know, what I mean? you know as a as a young person who's in an amateur, trying to make way as an amateur fighter, surely there's there's some limitations or some impacts that could affect you later on in life. It could, it, I believe it could it could stun your growth, can't it? Uh, if you don't eat properly, if you're not cutting weight properly, probably. Who's done the research? Into That's that? what I mean. No one's done the research. They probably have. To be honest, they probably have done the research into that, but it's probably not. So starving yourself at a young Age. It's not starving you. You don't starve yourself. What you do is you maintain a certain weight. Okay. Your body grows naturally as it is going to grow anyway. You have certain growth spurts at certain ages anyway. What you do is you have a certain diet which you maintain right. at certain points to make sure that you make weight at certain times. The rest of the time you just eat as you want to as an amateur. So you perfected this since you were 15 years old? Yes. You can say that. So you could argue you don't really need a nutritionist? Uh, no, you couldn't argue that. Because as a professional, it is a total different sport. See, we're talking about amateur and we're talking about professional here. But yeah, amateur is one sport, yeah. And professional is a different sport altogether. Again, the level of opposition I've had so far has not been amazing. It's not been brilliant. It's not been. They're not world beaters. I'm expected to beat these people. Yeah, you are. They are journeymen. We'll, we'll get to that. Did you suffer any minor or major injuries as an amateur? No, never. So you... I've never broke a bone, touch wood. I've never really had any injuries my hands are bad but I think that's just life I think arthritis and whatnot. I think that's just going to kick in but other than that not, no major, major injuries that I can think of anyway you told me off air that you're not a full time fighter um, you work to support yourself and your family yeah. and then you uh, also train so talk to me that di- talk to me about that dynamic how does it work what's your schedule like like I said to you off air that is a very 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 long question so the thing just, is just I, give me give me I, a day I, talk I to me about a Monday uh, a Monday during the week so uh, let, me speak. Let, let, let me get there. Do you know I mean? Give us a second. All right. So basically, um, I currently I'm currently working as a contractor. Okay. What do you do for a banking group? Right. Okay. Other than that, I have a trampoline park. I have a pharmacy. You have a trampoline park the, and a yes, pharmacy. Okay. Brooklyn's pharmacy and trampoline. If anybody wants to come and visit, are these all in Bradford? Yes, all in Bradford. So you're a busy man. Very busy. You're an entrepreneur as well as a We're professional trying. boxer. We're trying. Okay. No, that's pretty cool. So being an entrepreneur, does that give you the flexibility? to become a boxer not exactly it doesn't it doesn't because a lot of last minute stuff come up which makes it so you can't eat you have to travel a lot you have to fit your training in when and where you can and fit your work in when and where you can you lose sleep I'm averaging about four hours a night that's not good that's not good but um, with the current situation it is what it is there's not much you can really do about that yeah you definitely I've got a dream pardon I've got a dream what is your dream get to 10 and 0 and then retire you serious yes fight 10 bums and retire you serious at this moment I'm joking (laughs) so talk to me about the process of becoming a pro how was it for you well basically what happened with me was I um, I took five years out of the amateur game because I wasn't getting the right decisions as an amateur right I was boxing for England I was uh, boxing against really high level opposition I boxed Josh Taylor in my last proper um, tournament for England and um, I just wasn't getting where I wanted to get as an amateur and my education was suffering was that Olympics or well yeah that was the aim back then that was the aim but now you say it, it just sounds 
it just sounded unachievable because of politics behind everything and what politics is there in the amateur scene they groom you from a very young age groom you groom you no 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 it's a very accurate word they groom you from a very young age to become a champion and they build they build the champions they fund the champions they put money into the champions yeah and I can see that yeah the thing is when these people do lose in an amateur fight they will get the decision because they are supposed to win and they are in that position where they need to win and that's just amateur boxing and everybody knows about this about amateur boxing it just is what it is don't get me wrong deserve to be there because they've earn the place to be there but at the same time it's not fair on people who are up and coming because they have to work 10 times harder than everybody else who's already there no I can understand your frustrations I believe the point system has changed now since yeah as from when I was because when, when, yeah, when, when I was an amateur it was a punch system so every punch you hit that's the point and then now it's a 10-9 10-8 round more towards the pros and again when I was an amateur firstly we wore head guards and uh, now they didn't wear head guards when I came back as an amateur I wasn't wearing a head guard so I had like 3-4 fights as an amateur when I came back after five years and I went across to Spain to fight the Spanish team with Yorkshire and the coach that I went with was actually a pro coach as well he's the one who motivated me and inspired me into turning professional because I had no interest in turning professional I just did boxing because I liked to fight and what did he say to inspire you to become a professional he said I could do it really that's about it he had faith in me that was it I can do it if I wanted to do it I could do it and I could go a long way no, but what was the coach's name Paul Kershaw. Paul Kershaw Paul he's my current coach now okay yes he's my coach that makes sense yes yes so he believed in you yeah and I've stuck with him because I'm a loyal person like that oh phenomenal that's a great story Um, so going back to becoming a pro how did you find the process total different sport like I said to you before amateur no I meant the process of becoming a pro so signing up you see that that process is it's not as complicated as what you'd think really it's just literally signing a contract when you hear spew law of term professional you think wow you must be really good no it's not it's literally signing a contract anybody can do it did the initial cost uh, put you off like it costs for uh, the uh, for the, the amount of is, exams you have to say in terms of the medical exams it is, and, it is very and the boxing expensive. license fee it is very expensive uh, what, um, how much are we talking a grand a couple of grand or? yeah I'd say about minimum a grand you're talking minimum a grand and then from there it's just sky's the limit really and the thing is a lot of boxers don't have the um, luxury of being able to afford that so a lot of boxers can't actually get into that and it is obviously this is where people come and support you and people come and back you like I've had very very good one very good sponsor since day one good supporters very good friends of mine as well Waterstones partnership in Bradford they've been there since day one they come to all my fights they just support more than anything else they support me which is it's important which is what you need yeah it's what I need I don't need people's money I don't need people's charity I need people to come and watch me fight fair enough no. awesome how do you find selling tickets for a fight it is difficult and it is awkward because you're going to your friends and your families and you are basically telling them to come watch you to pay to come watch you and they're like the, the tickets are expensive and it is because I've been very very busy since I've been a professional and I've been very fortunate in terms of the support that I've been getting has been constant I have got at least between 50 and 70 people who come to every single fight without fail that's awesome yep without fail they'll come to every single fight and that covers the costs of everything really when turning pro does the promoter expect you to sell a minimum amount of tickets the promoters for each show are different okay because I've not got a promoter I've got a manager right okay I don't know what you know about the boxing game at all I don't know what your knowledge is of a boxing game but it works in a very very specific way you've got your managers you've got your promoters you've got your coaches they're all separate everyone's separate I mean some people go to one place and they get everything in house whereas you can't have everything 
completely separate. My coaches, Paul Kershaw, my manager, Steve Woods, from VIP Promotions, they've also got a promotion company. I'm not signed to the promotion company, I'm signed to the management company. Right, so they advise you on what fights you should take or they, should, they consult with your coach? Yes. And like, this will yes. be a good fight. Yes, Steve, Steve, Steve's very good. Steve's very good like that. What made you go with Steve in the first place? Steve is Josh Warrington's manager and um, we kind of met while I was sparring with Josh Warrington and um, from there uh, it seemed like a good a good match, a good fix. So When they sign you to a contract, is it a certain length of period? Is it a certain amount of fights or is it fight it's, by fight? It's deal? usually a certain length of time. I don't know how long my contract is. I'm not going to lie to you. You don't know how long your contract is? I don't know how long is. my contract is. Again, so, like I said to you, I'm a loyal person. So it could if be Steve's like good a to couple me, of years or a year. Yeah, if Steve's good to me, I'll stick with Steve throughout. We don't even need a contract. So loyalty is important. It's to me, it is. Yeah, I can uh, I can agree with you there. Loyalty is important in any sport. You need a good team around you. Yeah, you do. Life as a boxer. Talk to me about that. Mentioned that you've got a few businesses that you're involved in. You're also training, fighting from your social media. I can see you're a family man. Yeah. How do you juggle all that? Very difficult. It's very difficult to be honest. It's, there's a lot of giving, a lot of taking, and you have to rely on a lot of good people around you. I've got a good. I've got a good family around me. My brothers are very good and they support me a lot my mum's really good she supports me a lot and my friends they spot on as well shout out to my boys Sagalu <laughs> Uma Rahul respect does your mum and your brothers come to your fights not my mum no not your mum no. no what does she think of boxing she's not bothered she's not bothered no. does she like you competing she's not bothered she's I not bothered at all it's like you're holding back Zishan she knows I can look after myself and she trusts me enough to know that I am capable of looking after myself so she knows obviously she doesn't like to uh, like any mother she doesn't like the idea of the child fighting and stuff but obviously she accepts my decisions and she's okay with that my okay. brothers on the other hand are very uh, supportive of my endeavours do they attend all your fights yeah, all my fights they've never missed a fight amateur fight professional fight they've never missed any fights any any other members of your family into amateur boxing or no, pro boxing no, at all no, no. so you're I the first the only one yes you're the first go- going through this journey as a professional boxer I can see that you've been fighting at lightweight and at super featherweight which do you prefer featherweight I'm not a lightweight oh according to Boxrec Boxrec is very um, It came out Super featherweight I am currently Classed as a super featherweight But when I'm fighting At a championship level A day before weighing I will be weighing in As a featherweight My last fight I weighed in at 9 stone 2.5 9 stone 3 The weight limit For featherweight Is 9 stone On the day 2 hours before the fight I was 9 stone 2 I could probably Make super bantam At a push I could probably Make super bantam But I'm not I'm not going to do that So you want to be In the same weight category As Josh Warrington Yeah Well that's fine I can understand that It's just that when I look through the records, yeah. most of your fights were at lightweight. That's because you, you don't you don't really have a choice in terms of your opponents. Your opponents just pop up. And, Is uh, that because the journeymen have so yeah, much because power? Yeah, not that they have some power. It's because there's only a certain a finite number of fighters out there. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be fighting journeymen. I'd be fighting um, 50-50 fighters where I'm not having to pay out of my tickets to pay for a journeyman to come and fight me, where I'd be fighting and the tickets that I sell are my money. But obviously, it doesn't work like that. Boxing, there's a lot of politics in professional boxing which I personally don't understand yet and eventually over these years I will get more experience into it because I have only been professional for just over a year yeah March and I've had, year, yes yeah. 
have had eight fights so far and I'm flying. I don't think anyone around who is a prospect has had eight fights in just over a year. So No, you're doing well. And um, that's all down to the people that are supporting me. Because if they didn't come to watch me fight, I would not be able to fight as often and get to where I am now. No, definitely. I can completely agree with that. Talk to me about training. What is your training schedule like and what do you enjoy about training? Well, I train in Hull and in Driffield a lot. So I travel a lot. So I'm traveling there an hour, there an hour back, sometimes twice a day. Why go all the way to Hull? Because my coach is from Hull. Okay. And uh, Well, he's from Driffield, but he used to train out of Hull and it works out that we can train in Hull easily. But he's personally from Driffield and we use a gym in Driffield, a Driffield Health Hub, which is really good. And the people there let us use the facilities and stuff. Okay. So we get our training done there, which is it's hard work, but it is what it is. It's paying it's life, off. Life choices. It will eventually. It's not paying off yet, but it will. And your training, what do you like about training? Do you enjoy training? Not really, no. Why the people not? who tell you that they enjoy training are weird. Honest to God, they're weird. <laughs> Anyone who enjoys training is genuinely weird. I do not like training. I don't like running. I don't like any kind of conditioning exercises I don't like weight exercises I love sparring that's it to be honest I do don't get me wrong I do it all I hate doing it but I do it all every other prospect is probably doing the same type of training that you're doing probably but maybe the schedule's a bit different to cater them why do you stand out more compared to your compared to your competitors I'm just better but how in every way in in what way I'm just I'm just better what do you mean Uh, how are you better though I'm just I'm just asking because everyone does the same thing and you've said to me that you fought journeymen up until now. Yeah. You've not fought anyone and who's got a similar record to yours or who's got more uh, more wins in the win column compared to the losses. So you've had eight fights now. Yeah. So I so in let my me, opinion, let me ask you a question. What do you understand about boxing? So how I look at bo- how I watch boxing is well, you I watch boxing. I want to watch a good fight. You watch boxing. Yeah, I watch. Have boxing. you ever been into boxing? Have you ever boxed? Have I ever boxed? I've never yes. boxed pro- like an amateur. I've, I've been to a boxing gym. You've been stuff, to a boxing gym, but and I've watched fights. Yeah. But what I'm how saying, how long have you been watching fights? Since Prince Nassim Ahmed. Prince Nassim Ahmed. That was late nineties. Okay. So since have I was you in ever watched small hall boxing shows or amateur boxing shows? Three or four times. Three or four times. Yeah. Three since or four Prince, times. Since Prince Nassim time. So you're talking the nineties. Yeah, because. When you're, four times. When you're, so when you're the that thing age. is, the thing is, Hanif. Obviously, your understanding of boxing and your perception of how it works is going to be very similar to how an average Joe person on the street is going to be. Possibly, possibly. But how I look at it is this: when you have a prospect and you fought, you've had eight fights, which fair enough. You need the experience, and you're gaining the experience at a fast rate. Some people take a lot longer. Now, when will you fight someone who's got a similar record to yours? Is that until? My a next title, fight, a title my, next fight my next fight, hopefully, is going to be with a person who has fought two current world champions and lost against him, and that's it. And he's got good wins on his record, so that should be my next fight. And after that, hopefully, I have to speak to my manager. We'll be going for real titles by the end of the year. Okay, so because I'm not, like I never I said, said you were. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not just ta- I never said what. What I said what. Why would you think I'm trying to say? Yeah? I'm not waiting for anybody, right. and I'm not rushing at the same time. I'm gonna go at my pace and this is my pace I feel I'm capable of doing what I'm doing right now if I didn't feel I was capable of doing this I wouldn't be doing it I'd slow my pace right now would you fight away from home all my fights have been well not all of them that's a lie my, I've had three fights at Bradford the rest of them been away from home but what I mean by that is you taking on someone who's up and coming who's had four or five fights but you're the away fighter you're not the fighter that's being favoured if you know what I mean no I'd be scared to do that pardon I'd be 
scared to do that. What do you mean you'd be scared to yeah, do I'd that? I'd be afraid to go into the lion's den. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. What kind of question is that? I mean, of course, what I, I'm trying to of ask course, you is, I, I would, I would, I would fight. Yeah, I understand that, but the thing is, that's because a lot of boxers are um, they're very because because it's unfair. Boxing's unfair at the moment. Too many people look at your record and think if you've lost a fight, you're no good, which is a lie. Yeah, that's if you've not, lost that's a fight, true. it doesn't mean anything because this is the Floyd Mayweather generation. Yeah, I agree with that. Know, this is a problem. I agree with so that. So not people do not like to take risks. It's I not the people. It's not the boxers itself that would like to take risks. I don't know any boxer myself that wouldn't be willing to fight anybody. I've got the utmost respect for anybody that comes into that ring, and I know every single boxer is willing to fight any other boxer. But at the same time, they've got management companies, they've got promoters, they've got people who look after them, and they've got people who pick their fighters for them and who negotiate the fights. And then people are not going to put their fighter into a fight where it's going to be higher chance of them losing because because the thing is everybody wants to win nobody yeah. wants to lose and no one's going to go into a 60-40 fight where they're 40 and the other person 60 or a 50-50 fight when they can pick a 70-30 fight where they're going to win I can understand that but you eventually have to take that leap if you want to win the titles so you're going to take that leap at the end of the year when you go for all Hopefully. will you be going for the central area and then well, that's, English uh, again, and that's, then that's, British that's, that, that's entirely up to my managers and my coach it's entirely up to my coach what he thinks I'm capable of doing but I've got faith that he thinks I'm capable of doing anything at the moment so it's up to my manager what my manager puts on the table and after speaking to him I don't really want to say what he said to me but he's given me a good indication of what, what titles we're going to be fighting at the end of the year and how many fights do you think you'll have from now until the end a couple more or hopefully minimum two more minimum two minimum more. two so you'll be hopefully ten or ten or no touch yes. wood and then title possibly yep. central area title early next year we'll see what but we'll see what title yeah. okay I'm going to surprise you it's going to surprise me WBC world championship title no I'm going to shock you you're going to be like I doubt oh. that I doubt oh, that oh yeah we'll see about that I doubt that not the world title you won't get a world title at 10 or no unless you were Wait, fighting guys I'm there. basically the brown Lomachenko were you on about I won't go that no, far no I would I would go that far I'd go further I'm saying I'm better I, than you I'm going to call him out where is he where are you Loma your last fight I was there yeah. I watched it yes it was a great fight was it fair I thought it was I thought it was entertaining because he came to fight okay talk to me I want to talk to you about this last no, 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 you talk no, to me. No, for I want to no, talk you to you. Talk no, to no, 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 I do so want to talk to you about me, this last fight. Okay, that's fine. Let me ask you one thing. So on BoxRec, and I'm just making sure I get this right, on BoxRec, it said it ended 58-57. 15, 8, 57, yeah, probably. Right, okay. I'll be honest with you. I watched the fight. Yes. I thought it was a great fight. I thought it was a draw. You thought it was a draw? I thought it was a draw. You thought it was a draw. Yeah. No, I want to, I want, this is, this is, so. I'll be honest with you now, Hanif. I've been a bit. Now that's. Uh, but, uh, but, let me talk. Okay. Let me talk. Go now for listen. It. This is one of the reasons why I came here. I came here for two reasons today, I'll be right. honest with you. One reason was to apologize for cancelling last time, last minute. I did cancel last time, last minute, a few weeks ago when you invited me to the show. I did cancel last minute by accident because I had an emergency. Oh, and that's I fine. came to apologize for that secondly I came because last week I started getting messages through my phone saying these people on the radio station are saying that my friend my friend Wadge who was somehow not here today I don't know why Wadge is not here today <laughs> let me talk now for some yeah. reason Wadge is not here today yeah alright but I'll catch up with Wadge I will catch up with Wadge don't worry about yeah. that and his friend Hanif yeah. have been saying that I got uh, Brett Fido was robbed in the fight apparently yeah. these are the words that were used that were robbed in the fight now you just said to me draw yeah. now did you make you Wait, wait, hang on a minute. Wait, 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 was, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Listen, hang on a minute. You tell me now which one is it robbed in the fight was, or was it a draw? Because again, this is this is, this is this is this is where. Finish and wait, I'll finish. Let, yeah, go on. The thing is, I I can see that you don't know much about boxing if you're saying 
robbed because again robbed indicates that he was blatantly ahead of everything and he should have got the decision so that's the first thing secondly right. you are the first person that said this and the thing is you're saying it on a platform where you are speaking to people and yeah. it annoyed me it really did annoy me but that, we are no, entitled no, to our no, own no, opinion no, you, are, you, are, you are you are you're entitled to your own opinion but when your opinion is wrong the thing is obviously it's not it's past watershed but he said to me not to swear so, so I walk but the thing is it is very wrong and it's very off because the thing is in that fight I never even got out of first gear I was fully comfortable throughout that fight he, I wasn't touched in that fight very very rarely was I actually hitting that fight the problem with me in that fight was I didn't attack now I'm going to be the first one to hand, hold my hands up that was a bad performance from me but for you to say that the person I fought was robbed I find that offensive because I'll tell you why Mia Wajid so I said it, it Wajid it who doesn't who happened no, to no, not fine. turn up today but we watched the fight and I said look that's either a draw or he's lost it and then when it turned and we've only got one view yeah. so you need to understand that and yes we we won't know as much as you do because you're training all the time and you probably know the scoring system a lot better than us but we obviously look at pressure and we look at the amount of punches landed I don't know how many landed but it seemed like later on in the fight he could have edged it or it was a draw definitely because you okay. were very your timing was off okay. or your performance of whatever uh, what do you understand so, about the judging the judging was from the referee yeah you so, understand that so yeah, I I'll just make sure that you understand that I, no I agree with that no, the, the thing is, from the referee. what do you understand from that? But the point system there, the, round by round, what did you understand from that fight? First half of the fight, I thought you were the better fighter. First half, of the, so three rounds. But yeah, two for, or three. One for, was for one rounds. was even. One was even, and then the later rounds. I thought Brett was was pushing forward a lot more and he was a lot more aggressive and he was landing more. If you're saying he wasn't, that's a different thing. But from where we were sitting and we were front row, it seemed as if he was landing a lot more. And it wasn't it wasn't only me and Wadi that thought that there were others in the crowd. Yeah. But that's what it seemed. Obviously, like I I'll say it to you, everyone is entitled to their own opinion and I thought, you know what, draw or he's lost that. So I, I found it surprising to a certain degree that you won that fight. But obviously you're going to explain to me now what I missed. No, to start with I'm gonna or you can see, educate you know, me. You, you're contradicting yourself there because you started off with this interview. You, you, see, I would be more than happy if you said to me straight away, look, I thought you lost that fight. Yeah. I would be happy if you said that, but you haven't what you said is oh, I thought you draw that fight. Then you said, I thought you lost that fight, I thought you draw that fight. I lost that fight lost or draw one of the two yeah right. you did the thing is the thing yeah. is yeah I didn't get out of first gear in that fight no, I understand that's that. the first thing first and foremost I did not get out of first gear in that fight because I was comfortable throughout that fight I agree I lost two rounds in that fight I and I know which two rounds I lost in that fight and I went back to the corner and I said I lost that round because I didn't do anything in that round alright so throughout that fight everything that was happening throughout that fight I knew what was going on Okay. my corner knew what was going on the referee somehow managed to think that some rounds were equal whereas the scoring shows that two rounds which were lost and it shows on my the points that they were lost but referee put it a lot closer and I was shocked that it was that much closer I was like oh had I known that I would have up my it might have kicked me up the ass because I couldn't get out first gear in that round because it was down to a weight issue because uh, I was supposed to be fighting the week before in York and uh, the thing is I got down to 9 stone 3 then and I maintained the weight rather than going up a weight so that, that's what that came down to but again there's no excuses it wasn't a good performance but the thing is now for you to come onto a platform like you have and make that kind of assumption and put that kind of opinion out not actually ha having any kind of boxing education I'm not having any kind of anything other than just a casual fan's appearance 
Yeah, but that's... He, he, I, but, I find but that offensive. Make, I, I find that offensive. Fans, but the casual fans... No, but I find that offensive. Under, ...are the ones that make the are the ones that make boxing what it is. They're the ones that pay for pay the money to come to uh, to come to the shows, to to buy tickets to big shows and pay for pay-per-views. So the casual fans is what you need more of. So what's, I don't understand what you're so, trying to get to. But you're saying that we don't have the education, but surely as casual fans, we could surely have our own opinion. If someone's being more aggressive or we see someone taking more chances... Or to attack, we're going to think that look, this person's won that round. That's how we see it. Yeah, no, that's how also, I see it. Sorry, well, I don't no, understand but that's, what that's you're my to response say, yeah, to you. You're saying that we don't have the education, but yeah, we, but the we thing is, by, the thing is, no, 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 but that's a casual fan. And our yeah, casual no, fan chat in the barber shop, casual fan chat in chicken shop, casual fan yeah. will sit and chat somewhere else. The thing is, you're sat on a platform, which is a radio station. Do you understand? Yeah, and you're talking on a radio station. Now, if you're a casual fan, you shouldn't be giving that kind of opinion on a platform the is way that, you are. On the platform, but that's the thing. thing. Is we're here to that's, give that's, like, that's like that's like somebody calling in and giving their opinion. I would be a lot more than happy to take that. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? If that's what you think, fair enough. But the thing is, you're not that guy. You're a person who is has some kind of degree of responsibility. I feel like dropping the. the is, I feel like dropping a Donald Trump on you and saying this is fake news. I feel like <laughs> I feel like full on going <laughs> all out on you, but no, but I, I'm not going to because you are entitled to your opinion. In, we, it's we just it's just that your opinion see. is wrong. You have to go by what we see. It's like I'll give you another example. Did you watch Anthony Joshua? versus Carlos Takam yeah. did you watch that fight now the referee stopped the fight which I don't believe he should have I thought Carlos Takam was fine he was fighting well he might not have been winning many rounds but <laughs> please but don't put me in the same category as Anthony Joshua I'm not putting you in the same category what <laughs> who, I'm saying who is who has a million the situation, different sponsors who are funding a million different things it's not about and the sponsorship and if Anthony Joshua lost the way he did lose in his last fight there's so much more for him to lose and so many more people to lose who's going to lose out if I lose nobody I'm not looking at it from that point of view I'm looking at it from the point of view that you've said to me my opinion doesn't matter my my opinion is a casual fan's opinion now a lot of people agreed with me that Carlos when we watched the Carlos Takam fight with AJ Carlos Takam was in the fight and to Joshua good work so what I'm trying to say to you is when we come to these shows and if I think someone's got at least a draw against you or he could have won that fight yeah but that's what we see but you have well, to remember the thing is because you're on a platform and because you are giving your opinion on a platform this is what I'm trying this is where you are. I don't, I don't, I don't no, understand the, your opinion. The, 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 I don't the, the, understand what you're trying I'm to tell not, me. This is not opinion. This is me giving you something like every other radio show will have a specific sports specialist who knows about that sport. The thing is, from the information that I'm getting from you, you haven't got a clue about boxing. I disagree. You are, you're, you're a casual fan who's been watching Princess Team and been to two, three amateur fights and you don't actually know. Because you're on a platform where you're talking and people are listening, you should have a, some degree of responsibility about what you're saying. So you should take a leaf out of Teddy Atlas's book and go educate yourself on boxing go educate yourself on this matter before you give out these uneducated opinions which you're doing you're saying it's an un- uneducated opinion but you've not proven to me why it's uneducated because I'm giving you my opinion boxing is all about opinions what do you mean I'm not giving you the opinion you well, said to you, me you talking about there? But, so you've not explained to me why my opinion is wrong yes it was done by the referee and the referee gave it in your favour but okay, do you want me to talk the fight through yes, here talk the bit fight by bit Okay, throughout the fight, Brett Fighter move forward. Most of my opponents in the future are going to move forward because I am not a forward-moving fighter. Let me give you an example. I'm not putting myself again. I'm not putting myself in the same category as this person, Floyd Mayweather. How often did Floyd Mayweather <coughs> go forward? Right. He didn't. Secondly, Brett Fighter's shots were very wide. He hit me with in the fight, six-round fight. I'm going to 
count about 10 punches in the six round fight now because I was there taking the shots my face was perfectly perfect after I can vouch for that thirdly where I was lacking more than anything else was my attack so when I was moving out of the way of his shots my attack wasn't as prominent as it usually is but it was still miles better than Brett Fido's attack for you to say that Brett Fido was robbed in a fight where he did not actually hit me it's offensive alright you hit me 10 times it's offensive offensive we're just giving you our opinion again the, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer back to what I said to you I'm gonna refer back to what I said then as well the thing is because you're on a platform your opinion should be educated well do, do, do you agree with that do, do, do you disagree with what I'm saying there to a certain degree I disagree do you, with you, why, why, do you, do you tell me why so you disagree you with why. what I'm saying there so obviously a small house show um, obviously the referees judging the fight in terms of giving you the points we don't know how many punches he's landed or you've landed and how much and how much has been thrown but we we only go by what we see so if we think one person is doing more and he's fighting more that is what we're going to go for that is what we're going to think you know what he's doing more work again let me go back to what I said to you because you've got you're on a platform like people from Boxing News have come to the Bradford show before okay people from Boxing News TV Benjamin Farouk Azim they've come to these they've come to these shows before and they've seen these shows and the thing is they speak on a platform okay they speak on their channels they speak in their magazines they speak in the papers they have educated themselves on boxing that's why they are at the boxing shows because they've educated themselves on boxing so they can say I don't think Zishan won that fight because Zishan was doing this and this and this and this do you know what I do with that opinion I'd respect that opinion I'd say you know what you might be right there I'm not going to respect your opinion because from the conversation that we've been having because that's another reason why I came here to actually find out if you know anything about boxing and you don't know anything about boxing that, that, this, this is what I'm trying to say to you if you're giving me your, if you're giving an opinion as a casual fan that's fine alright fair enough alright but the thing is because you're on a platform you should go out there and educate yourself on boxing and the next fight I hope I don't lose but the next fight if I go and lose I want you to tell me why I lost do you right, understand okay. what I'm saying to you I understand what you're saying you, now, 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 now do you agree with what I'm trying to say to you no I don't agree you with, still don't agree I, with what I'm trying to say to you you're saying because are you just, we, are you just doing that because we, it's you your, ha- it's you your pride to, kicking what, in the air but what, what you don't understand is yes I might be a casual fan who enjoys boxing or whatever sport and that's what we do we, we watch sport and we have an opinion you can, you can argue some sports or a lot of sports are about opinions there's been fights in the past which could have gone either way for example if you look at Warrington versus Kid Galahad there was some arguing on the what did you social think of media platform what did you think of that I didn't fight? watch the fight you didn't watch I the didn't fight I didn't watch the fight no I didn't watch the fight I was asleep I didn't watch the fight I saw the scoring I don't know what to and, say to uh, you I, I, don't, I genuinely fight. don't know what to say to you I, didn't, I watched the highlights but the highlights are not, is not the fight if you go by people's opinions like Prince Nassim Hamid's opinion Prince Nassim Hamid gave two different I know, opinions I know that's what I'm about to say he said one thing to Kid Galahad and then he said something completely different to Josh Warrington's camp now that is what I mean even Prince Nassim had two different opinions I don't know why if you go by social media I bet you there would have been at least one person that would have said right I believe Kid Galahad won that or I believe otherwise people will have opinions you totally t- <laughs> I don't know what to say Honest to God You're just totally Missing my point here Listen If you were a casual fan I would Like I'm saying to you now Listen If Tom Dick and Ale, If anybody came to the door now And they said to me Like the people that you're saying If they say No yeah. Like the people yeah. that you're saying Like in the crowd All these people yeah. That were saying all this Listen I was in the crowd After the fight no, that's after I was the in fight. the I was in the crowd After the fight Okay The people who matter to me And the people who give me The most honest opinion In the world Alright Are my very very close friends 
Gavin Smith, my coach, all right, and then my two very ruthless friends right. who are very, very, very ruthless anyway. They turned around and they said to me blatantly, that was a very not good performance. But you easily won. But that was a very, very bad performance. What was wrong? Blah, 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 blah. And we talked about it. The thing is, if a casual fan came up to me and said, oh, I don't think you got that. I think that was a draw, blah, blah. I'd say, all right, uh, all right, no worries, that's fine. Okay, no worries, that's fine. If them people who have the opinion and they know about boxing and they came up to me and said, oh, we thought you lost that fight, I'd say, oh, all right, oh, damn, do you know what I mean? Right, so we're going to have to leave it there at the end of the hour. Right. Thanks so much for coming in. No worries.